recording. That camera's already recording. The last one of the new year. Talking in bits. We're gonna. Sh- oh, the sh- door's shut, man. Oh, we good. Car, what's going on, good sir? Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. Big fan. <laughs> good to be back. Dude, you're always welcome here. You know that. Hopefully we'll do more of these, but... What a bigger way to go out, y'all, than than having Carl here in the house and, and recording here in, in Pleb Labs. And if you guys have noticed, I mean, the wall is massive compared to my studio at home. So it doesn't look as much. We're going to have to upgrade the game. But for you Talking in Bits heads out there that have been listening for a long time, as you can see, Talking in Bits has actually officially moved in. And we're starting T-I-B. to move things. TIB, yeah. TIB for 2023 is something I was going to talk about before you decided to jump on, good sir. Uh but we're going to start with uh, a little bit of how I feel lately, man. 2022 was a battle for talking a bitch. We're going to get into that. Back 90s, baby. I'm an 80s, baby, but this is 90s. Yeah. What were you doing when this came out, Carl? I remember this song. What were you doing when, when this came out? <laughs> I think he was the first Godzilla, I think. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Only car will analyze the soundtrack. Yeah. Going into 2023, baby. More momentum than ever. Dude, what was that like back, like over, like in, back in the day when uh, these guys were out, like in, in that the, air, in in that area? In the north, it was amazing, dude. Like it, it was powerful. That's why, like, I didn't even think Godzilla when I heard this. I thought big. I thought big, crazy music videos. Dude, the music scene, man. And New York was big. Yeah. Hey, if you guys are on YouTube right now, you're probably missing out on this. YouTube's going to shut us down. That's why you should be on Fountain. That's why you should be on Podcasting 2.0. Hey. That's how I feel right now. Eventually, I'm going to get better with these mixes, bro. I'm going to start dropping in, like, different paths. Yeah, that's different nice. songs. That's really nice. Yeah, that's how I felt. I felt in uh, in a battle mode and in a good way because as I'm about to kind of cover a little bit, and, and, and please, I want this this conversation was kind of designed as a usual solo, bro, but please jump in and let me know your yeah. thoughts on, first of all, you've known me through this whole process. 2022 has been a long thing, and you and I have talked on the phone, off the phone, in person, even before Austin, before all that, but I thought it was a good opportunity to step away from Bitcoin for a little bit, even though most of this story this year is Bitcoin related. You know, Bitcoin is kind of like that North Star that kind of navigated me to where I'm at right now. But boy, man, it was a crazy year, man. Yeah, man, FTX, biggest story of the year, right? No, I'm talking about like me personally. (laughs) Oh, you? I was going to be selfish here. Like we we weren't even going to talk about Bitcoin. We talk about Bitcoin a lot. Okay. Um, But yeah, I think it was big, man. You came to Austin. Yeah, yeah, man. But like the, the way the year started, I didn't think we were going to end up in Austin. And that's the fascinating part of the journey. Really? Yeah, man. That That's where really... I could have sworn I was like Austin pilling you last year, too. It, it was. And you succeeded. <laughs> Austin pilling is funny. <laughs> uh, you did succeed. But what I meant is, is like towards the end of last year, November, December, like, you know, like, I don't know if you if you read like, uh, have you ever read Stephen Pressfield's Resistance? Or if, no. you know, if you know that concept of like, life kind of working against you so that you don't do the thing it's fear it's whatever you want to call it right there's so many different ways but like resistance makes sense to me so in November of December last year when it came to me and my wife and when we were making the decisions to move resistance got heavy 
nothing was going in our way. Finances weren't lining up. Older kids didn't want to come. Gosh. Like, it was like, by January of this year, I was already on the, like, nah. Like, we're not going to make it. We're not going to get there. What changed? Just, that's drive. Overcoming drive. And if there's, if there's anything I wanted anybody that's listening to this episode to get, and we're doing a little bit of natural here, as you guys can tell. I'll talk about the future of Talking Bits a little bit later. But I want people to get out of this episode what they may know but don't act on. And that's when you have something that's in your way and it's a fear thing, you just do it and you just go through it because you're going to learn the best about yourself. You're going to build a shitload of character and you end up in where I am now, which is in a better destination ultimately. So to answer your question, I just pushed through. So I try to tackle every little piece by piece earlier this year. I try to see if I could get the, like, it sounded kind of weird, but I try to coax the older ones into coming down, right? Because then this is just being honest, because when you're a teenager, you can't just say, you know, here's rational thinking, right? Here's jobs. Here's, you know, Texas beautiful freedom, all that. They're teenagers, bro. They care about their friends. Yeah. Right? They care about finishing school, which is great. That means I got great kids. But that was the first part. I had to get through that. And then once we figured out that they wanted to stick around, we, we needed to figure out how they were safe. And then after that, dude, we started to shop the market. Right? We were like, look, let's sell this house. First house I've ever owned. Right? And it, it was it, it, it was kind of like bittersweet leaving it because, you know, you live in America. Real estate is a powerhouse in America. So you think you can keep this house yeah. and rent it out. Right? Or you sell your very first house that also, by the way, belongs to your mother-in-law's. Not for like since the 80s or nothing. There's not like no long lineage of the house. But we bought that house for my mother-in-law and it's a beautiful house. Still is a beautiful house. So it was like that decision came. And I'm not going to get into weeds of all the decisions, but I'm trying to like lead up to how this year kind of just stumbled through. And then, you know, I started homeschooling my kids in January. That's big. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, That's all probably stuff, the biggest news. I think so, yeah. And, and you know, being a, allowing my wife to not be able to leave her job, all these Shout things. Shout out Irma, man. Shout out Irma. God. I wasn't going to dox Angel. Her car, car doxter. Sorry. That's all good. Yeah, I was going to say my you wife. Cut that part out. Miss Baker. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Baker. Yeah. But anyways, like, kept going through all that stuff. And then we eventually, we, we you know, we tried to sell the house. We had a douchebag real estate guy. Like, I'm uh. talking about, like, this dude was, like, the worst ever. We lost. Uh, that's when the, the Fed was spiking the interest rates. So we lost a lot of buying power, right? By the time he fucked it up. And then we got another real estate guy that was very bullish. Now, what happened was, and listeners of the show kind of know this already, but what ended up happening was is um, we had already gotten our property down here in Austin. And they were like, yeah, move in July. In June, we still owned our other house. God, dude. Yeah. And we were like frantically raising, like we were going to have to pay mortgage back home in Massachusetts and pay rent out here simultaneously till we figured out the situation. Nah. And then got a really good blessing, whatever, good karma. You know, good people get good things, however you want to word it. We got a real estate dude that replaced the other guy and he was bullish. Nice. Now this dude jumped in there like from the first time he met me, he was like, yo, you got a camera? Which I do. Ha! Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's start, you know, taking pictures of the house, whatever. We flipped that house around in two and a half weeks. I'm talking about like on market to uh, final contract to sale. And we were already in Austin and we got the best news. Literally, when we pulled into Austin, we got the phone call from him saying, you guys are closed. Congratulations. But all the way to Austin, the three days or whatever it took, because we drove, like, we didn't know if we were going to close, bro. Like, we could have been down here and the house still needed to be attempted to. So, crazy. And then I got here. Right, and I'm speeding through this whole thing, but it's a crazy year. Keep pushing through. Yeah, man. It's funny that you bring this stuff up. I just wrote I wrote something on Sunday. I do an orange flow every Sunday on Thriller Bitcoin, and yep, I, I called it Sounding Color. Yeah. But it's basically the same thing. It was just like kind of my year 
of like upon reflection of like what I felt was the absolute um, like main points that I, that I kept telling myself throughout the year. A lot of it state of mind, which you 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 brought up. Um, the other other part of it, the road forward and opportunity, which you also described. Um, play to your strengths, which you're doing now, right? Yep. Uh, Self doubt is no excuse. <laughs> it's just that, that that probably is really important. Absolutely. Yeah, it, like you're going to inevitably face criticism and negativity, but it's essential to have the self confidence and the resilience to stand up and keep going. Yeah. Um, especially when things get tough. The other thing is to inspire others. You know, that's where you know I I, I really believe that um, if you if you put yourself first and show value to others first um people will help you out along the way and you, you've seen it too you're doing it it's uh yeah i was gonna say just relationships but that kind of hits on that um but like under that whole time i had support from you um had support from my friends back home you know like i never once when i was like yeah, i'm going to texas you know when you hear those stories some people will be like like you have friends that be like what like why are you gonna do that bro like or anything like i didn't have none of that Wow, really? Every single person I spoke to and was like, look, we made a decision. We're going to go down there. Even family, right? Like, my mom was a little sad, but she wasn't bitter. She was sad. Bitter could have been, like, petty, right? Like, oh, don't go, son. Or don't. She didn't do anything. She was just sad. And she still is. And she's she's doing amazing. But, like, that's the one thing that surprised me. Nobody ever stopped and said, yeah, you shouldn't go to Texas. Or you shouldn't do that. Or you shouldn't do what you want to do. On the other hand, people were telling me, like, yo, most people that stay where they're from, and I think you're a rare exception to this, although you've been around Texas a little bit, right? Um, people that stay forever where they're from, rarely do they make something happen because they're just there, right? They're the same people, the same sauce, the same flavor, right? Everything's the same. But when you go out, like a good example is like in the 90s with a lot of like actors, male and female, you go to LA, you make it big. You go to Hollywood, you end up in the movies. I mean, there's a whole dark side of that. Yeah, but you get the riff, right? Yeah, yeah. You had to go from like small town yeah. Alabama to LA to kind of get be spotted as a waitress and end up being like a dazzling star or something like that. No, you're right. Right. So to me, it was like, all right, now here with the relationships I have and with the momentum that I have, like you just said in, in your in your post, and where, they could go to, where can they get that post? Because I want people to read that. Yeah, yeah it's called Sound and Color Thriller Bitcoin.com. Every Sunday I do like a reflection of the week. That's, yeah. what, that's what I wrote about this past week. Yeah, so if you want more context into what I'm trying to say, you nailed it. Bingo. Yeah, well, because it it's all the conversations that we're having here at the lab, right? It's yeah. this, it's the same conversations. Where a lot of us are builders like yourself. A lot of us are trying to make companies, startups, uh, you know, developers, all that kind of thing. So we're all, we're all like having these conversations all the time. Applause <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's, it's, yeah, we've all overcome, though. Like, we've mm -hmm. all had our fair share of struggles. And yeah, listen, what the Fed is doing here, like... 2022 was not an easy year. And I know we technically have, not technically, we have a few days left before the end of the year. Like, if there's one thing that I'm proud of besides all of that is that I'm okay and all my family members are okay. We lost a lot of people in 2022. Yeah, I mean, dude. we do every year, right? But like, yeah, like I'm very humbled and very, you know, how I got to this point is obviously a lot of hard work, obviously a lot of pushing through. If you guys know anything about like the David Goggins approach, I'm a big fan of that because finding, you know, good in, in the shittiness and the, in the suckiness of life is something that's magical. But to me, when I was sitting on, on you know, in, in Christmas the other day and watching my kids open their gifts, right, and watching my wife open their gifts, all I was thinking was like, wow, we made it. And it was still five days of a Christmas, but I'm like, we made it through this year. 
Yeah. We, we, you know, our older kids are not with us. We thought that was impossible. We got the house off. We thought that was impossible. Right. We, well, we've always been smart Bitcoiners. So that none of that Bitcoin stuff even, even rattled us, which is good because we would have been shitty Bitcoiners. We would have been wrecked. Right. And then now it's all lining up for the skills that I once thought were a waste of time. And you've told me over and over again, they're not a waste of time. You're killing it. You're doing all that. Self-doubt always creeps in. Now I had all these skills that I've amassed over time doing talking and bits that I've really disregarded because they were like free throws to me. Like it was like, yeah. I, I do this. Like it's all good. But now I'm learning that it's like, oh, well, you can do this and it can benefit others. And I'm super grateful and humble that I can sit next to you, first and foremost, which is why I asked you to be on this podcast. There's nobody better, by the way, right now that would be finishing off the year sitting next to me and wrapping up this, what I call season of talking in bits. Uh, and I think it's magical, man. Yeah, it is. I, I, think, I think you touched on a lot of things there, right? I think first and foremost, your family, right? Like that's thriving. Um, that, that in itself, man, is, uh, is just me, you know, being a single man, seeing you do your things, that's where I get all my inspiration. And like, when I look at Jose, I'm thinking like, man, bro, I need to get it like Jose, get the family, get the trad wife. <laughs> like you do, like, <laughs> like all these things that you're talking about. It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. So that's taking off. That's thriving. Yeah. Then you got your, you know, you got your Bitcoin work that you do. And then you're, you're getting your production company in order here. Like, yeah. Yeah, dude, like you're already, it's already up and to the right, man. It didn't start that That's way good. though, bro. I know it didn't okay, start yeah. that way, but it was like you. Volatility. And you. I don't want this to be about me, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying? Like it, it was just when I thought this was going to be no, a No, but they're, they're listening because right now, there's somebody right now who was in your situation, you know, listening right now a year ago. Yeah. And so they're, they're looking to you to, to get, to, to give that advice, to, to give that, uh, that boost of confidence to go out and make it happen. And, um. Yeah, man, there's, there's really no excuse. I think 2022 for me, like when I think about it, you know, I always said 2020 was a, like a kind of a, just like a, just like a wreck of a year for a lot of people. Then 2021 was just a, like a beautifully crushing year. I think, so, you know, talking to Vlad this week and then talking to you now, I'm realizing like 2022 was a necessary year. Mm. It's just like, like everything came back. Like even people that, that, that left, in 2020 came back around in 2022. It was a necessary year for a lot of reasons. But I think when I, when personally, when I think back of 2022 now, I'm like, it was necessary, man. Yeah. Now, what do you think that, why do you think that is? Getting in my interview back. I here. think, uh, <laughs> I think we're seeing it right now, right? There is some news in, like here on Bitcoin Twitter, like a lot of stuff that, uh, you know, these two different sides that fight all the time, red versus blue and, and yeah. all this other crap that goes on. And you, I try to ignore it because it's just all like, um, just propaganda on both sides. But to me, it's just like the darkness was creeping in and now like the light is clapping back on everybody mm. and there's just no hiding anymore, man. And you could, you could have, you could have hidden on, on both sides in the darkness and a lot of them did. And right now the people in the light are the ones that are thriving. And, and it, that's why I say 2022 is a necessary year. Interesting. I, I can't agree or disagree. Like it, it, I just have a different analogy for light, but yeah, man, whatever it may be, I'm glad people are pushing through and you're right. I don't want this to be about me, but I hope if you're listening, you do understand that it's no bullshit. If you can just push through the things that scare you the most, you'll be surprised what other person comes on the other side. And that seems like it's a no brainer, right? Like you hear probably like a Tony Robbins or somebody telling you that shit on TV. 
late night television or some nonsense or whatever. You can hear anybody say that. But what I'm saying is, is that I tried to live through experience. I tried to come here once a week and let you know about that experience. It does flirt with Bitcoin a lot, but I want you to understand that we we are all moving towards something together and we're doing it in the right way. And I noticed that in 2022 more than I did any other year before that. And I think it's no accident. Maybe it's because I'm searching or reaching for my own light in this scenario. But I'm getting older too, fam. Yeah, man. You're, yeah, you're man. a young man. I'm, I'm, washed, actually, I'm actually older than you. I came in here limping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I pulled my damn calf muscle. So I, it, it's, it's, it's a humbling thing. But you want to go over your 2022? Like a, a little bit more looser than that? I mean, I, I don't no, know. No, no. I, I think, I think the me, obvious one. I think, I think for me, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, just to go back. You want to go back to Bitcoin? Is that what you're saying? Or you mean personally for me? I mean, it involves Bitcoin, right? It's yeah. a big part of it. But go um, ahead. However you want to go with it. I know you've had a big year. Um, and I want to hear yours as well. And I want the listeners to hear yours as well. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. If no one knows who I am, Carr, I've been on this pod before. Uh, co-founder of Plub Lab. Do a lot of stuff here in Austin with the community. Try to help out everywhere I can. Um, yeah, we started off. With a bang, man. Lighting escrow got launched in our accelerator on January, the first week of January at ADBC this year. Um, and then shortly after, in February, um, we got another company into our accelerator at that time. Um, and then in and then in March, uh, we did our Sats Buy hackathon. Uh, and then after that, we started uh, working on Bitcoin Plus Plus with our with our friends at Base Fifty Eight. Um, that got launched. Kyle went and spoke in Miami. That was big for Plub Lab. Uh, we had two of our startups uh, speak in Miami on the open open source stage. So that was big for Plub Lab. Um, there's just so much craziness. You know, I was working at TFTC as a producer at the time with Marty, and that was just like up and to the right. Yeah, doing doing some big. Marty had just moved into the studio. Like everything was going big, dude. So that was going on. And then Thriller Bitcoin, my own publication. Started working on that. Started, we cranked out 233 articles this year. Ooh. Had over 31 podcasts. Um, dude, we just just been trying to get everything just going all forward. We launched a, a podcast for Plub Lab. We, me and Keon started a podcast for Stagger News Live. Um, and then uh, we moved into our big building here on, on 6th Street in Austin, Texas. So Plub Lab has its own building now. Um, and then we just launched a pleb dev course here at the end of the year. That's been freaking humongous, dude. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you saw the numbers on that, but like, it's insane, dude. I don't how think many, I'm supposed to, I just know how many people, like how many people who are pleb signed up to be devs. It's yeah. crazy. Um, so that happened and then, yeah, it's just going to keep going, bro. And then we, we're going to kick off January just with a bang again. How was, how was that year on you though? Mentally? Like, that's a lot of projects to take on, but it's also a lot of uh, weight to be shedded, right? Like, if you think about the responsibilities of TFTC and now moving back over here so that you can see through to all those other things you brought up, Pleb Dev Lab course, like all this stuff, although maybe it wasn't directly to you, you contributed a huge factor yeah. to those success. Yeah, I was part things. of a team that helped do it, yeah. So, like, the mindset of somebody that's having to go back and forth, right? I talked a little bit about my grievance and, like, being scared and being this and not knowing what's next. I'm sure you felt that a lot. Yeah, I think for me, it was just, uh, you know, I go back to that post that I wrote, right? It's, um, it literally is just a matter of like, um, you know, play, I mean, playing to my strengths. Yeah. I mean, that a lot of it was just, um, 
recognizing and embracing things that, that I may perceive it to be different or not trying to follow the crowd or copy what others are doing, but really trying to do things my way and doubling down on it. I lived, I lived my whole life very much, um, trying, uh, listening to others and, um, you know, um, trying to fit in this box that I knew I just couldn't fit in. Yeah. And it wasn't until I got into Bitcoin and started realizing like, Oh no, I'm actually, actually can just be myself. And that's enough. It wasn't until I started doing that, that I really started thriving. Um, and then just some, you know, self doubt, like a, a lot of us have self doubt, especially if you're a creator, you have a lot of self doubt and, and I just don't anymore. It's like, it doesn't even cross my mind anymore. It's, it's just not an excuse. It's just not. Um, and uh, yeah, you just build that confidence over time. And then at some point it's just, um, just takes off, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that. And yeah, as a creator, finding yourself is important. I agree. I think what makes, uh, I guess me sizzle is, is that I'm you over extremely myself. <laughs> if that makes sense. Right. Like hard in the paint. Right. Like there's different ways to put it. Right? There's different ways to put it, but ultimately I've been in a lot of big rooms here in Bitcoin, if I were to say, and I'm unapologetically myself every single time. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's the, that's the sharp knife that is Jose, right? It's like you yeah. cut, you cut, you cut it like butter, but uh, at the same time, that's a strength. Sometimes it's bad, though. but yeah, bad in a good way too, because through the bad, I get build more character. Hey, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the same way, man. I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, a lot of people, a lot of people think here inside the lab that I'm kind of like a uh, Ted Lasso. It's just like, why the fuck is this guy always happy? <laughs> Explain that to me. I don't watch Ted Lasso. Ted, I know what it is. But. It's like Ted Lasso, right? He just has this like mentality of like, um, I'm just going to get it done and I'm, and it's just going to happen for me. And like, uh, Love it. and like, you know, try not to curse and just like be a positive reinforcement to others. And th- that's my, that's who I am. I'm, I didn't even realize I had that mindset, but I am like that. I can't, yeah. cannot help it. Um, and, uh, and, and I, a, I, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's a, right. it's a, there's a good side to that. And there's a bad side to it because car never turns off. It's just like, yeah, you know, it just becomes annoying after a while. It's a superpower, but it's also my greatest weakness. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. How many things in life can you say about that? I mean, there's a you, few things. When you, you have that too. It's the same thing. It's yeah. like you go like this cause you're hard in the paint, but that's your greatest strength. You know what? I've kind of been like, I don't know if this is like. Because I've been, I've been reading a lot. So obviously my mind is in, infused with a lot of different information and different points of view. But like there's the uh, uh, the approach of like, oh, no, you don't stop. You're relentless. And that's some of the greatest people in history and some of the greatest athletes have always been that that way. But like I've also found this neutral ground of like, hey, man, I'm OK being a 10 for a creator. A seven at a dad and maybe an eight at a husband, these, you know, for like the time being. And then the season changes, right? Not literally the season, but time goes by. And then I'm a 10 for a dad. I'm a seven for a creative. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you know, you, I get this random set. But what I used to always try to do was be a 10 at everything. Interesting. And that's damn near impossible. And I honestly stupid as hell. If you, if you were to ask me, it's just, it just leads to burnout one road and stress and anxiety and all those things, because then think about all these plates. If you just happen to slip on one of them, the whole stack goes. But yeah. Now I can manage a little better. It's interesting. You, you call them plates. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I, we have this conversations all the time. And one of the things I always tell, you know, some of the people that come in here is just like, these are all levers. Right. And I'll, I'll go on the whiteboard. I'll map it out for him and I explain it all. But yeah, it's just how much, how much, uh, like, you know, if you have a, a kind of a control system and, and you, you write out these levers that you have and it's just how much, 
do you want to give each lever? That's, that's, that's how I look at it. That's how I, I'm able to um, get into like a, a normal functioning form for me to understand it and push on these levers. And then I just go at it. I think one of the things that most people do, like most people uh, try to say, oh, like it's uh, like a lot of people say, oh, it's, it's creepy or it's, uh, it's, it's not good. It's not healthy to be obsessed. I just I completely disagree, dude. I, I, I think obsession is a gift. Mm. Uh, I, I think, I think it really is. I, I don't know. There's some things that I, that I, I can get obsessed about. Right. And if, if one of those obsessions is your significant other yeah. or your family or your, your, your job, um, that's a good thing. Like yeah. if you can become obsessed with stuff like that, like that's a good thing. That's where I, that's my mindset these days is like, I look at whenever I fall into something and I'm like, two feet in and I'm like willing to do whatever it takes. That's obsession. Like that to me, like when I think of like, you know, the greats, you know, like in basketball or whatever, they had that, they had the obsession uh, and that you can't turn off. Like, you don't, you don't turn off obsession. That, that is a, that is a gift. Yeah. But all right. And I'll give you a good example and it doesn't apply across the board. So like, you know, you talk about ask how many of those athletes that were obsessed. Let's use a more recent one, Tom Brady, right? Like, obviously from the outside, at least I don't know shit about shit. Your marriage is not working because of your obsession with football. Right. So now my question back to you is, is I do agree becoming obsessed with things is, you know, superpower in itself, but can you be obsessed to more than one thing? And what's the limit? On I think you can be obsessed to more than one thing. What's like, the limit on that though? Cause it obviously doesn't seem to be working for the greatest fucking I, I, quarterback. I, I, of all I, time. I don't know. I don't know Tom Brady's <laughs> life. I won't speak on that, but uh, you know, I, I do know like for me, like one, one of the things that I learned, yeah, um, we'll go, we'll go deep. You want to go really deep here? We can, man. Go, we'll go for really it. deep. Hit like, it. you know, one of the things that I learned from my previous marriage was, was that what you just said was like, how do you know how much to give? How do you know, like when you're not paying attention, those type of things. And yep. I think you're exactly right. But I, 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 I look at it like, okay, I learned from that and I can be better for the next one for the next time. And then that's where I go back to is like, yeah, I can be obsessed with my family, with my significant other, but I can also be obsessed with my job, but it doesn't mean that it's going to take away from either or there's one thing to being addicted to Twitter and then not paying attention to your girl. Right. It's like, come on, bro, put down your phone. It's like, pay attention <laughs> to your girl. It's like one of those things. Like that, that's what I'm trying to say is like, you just have to set boundaries on both. You can still be obsessed and have boundaries. Yeah. It doesn't need to be like a complete, like all you're thinking about. Does that make sense? Or? It, it does make sense. Yeah, I guess it sort of depends. You can be dedicated to a bunch of different things if those things are important. So, like, if you're dedicated to video games, you might be in some shit. Right now, we were talking about YouTube stuff, right? Like, yep. I'm not obsessed with YouTube. I, I'm, I'm not obsessed with, like, watching YouTube or, or learning on YouTube or anything like that. But yeah. I, I, I do put content on there and I make content on YouTube, but I'm not obsessed about it. Yeah. I'm obsessed about Bitcoin. I'm obsessed about community building. You know, I'm, I'm obsessed about helping people. Right. Yeah. And so like, for me, those are like my obsessions. Yeah. Music too. Okay. Now would you be able to sneak in there? And this is theoretically, of course, because it depends on the person, a lot of variables. Can you sneak in there? Good dad and good husband. I think so. Okay. But I don't know. You know that better than I do. I'm trying, man. But like I said, sometimes I got to be a seven. Hey. Yeah, man. Like I'm not talking about uh, like, be, I'm not talking about like in that same example, be a two. If you're being a two, then you're, you're, you're slacking on your pimping. 
But like, I'm okay with saying like, hey man, y'all listeners or or whatever I do creatively, y'all may not be getting 10 from Jose right now, but I'll tell you who, <laughs> I, but my seven is probably better than most motherfuckers. Just <laughs> Stay humble, Jose. Yeah, no, fuck it around. But you get you, you get my gist, right? Like, yeah, dude, that's a funny joke. Yeah, so it's like if my kids are getting a ten, that maybe arguably be better than. It's not arguably; it's much better than you know something else in my life getting a ten that is not giving me as much back because your kids are your kids, right? Yeah, like you that, only get them that age one time, right? That's your lineage, right? Like that's you, like, yeah. and they they behave like you, they act like you, right? They do all these things, but I don't. As, I don't got kids, but I, I hear that's yeah, the well, thing. And as you know, being a, being a good partner, I'm not even going to say husband, being a good partner is like Olympics. It's a sport, dude. Yeah, it is. Like, it's not as easy as, and if you're listening right now, you cuddled up next to your significant other, I feel bad for her for having to listen to this show as often as y'all do. Cause Hello. Most, most of my demographic is male. <laughs> but she's Hello, a Hello, significant other. Right. But if you're sitting next to your significant other and you're thinking like, nah, we get along just fine, that's great. But don't. I don't want anybody to sit here. And, and that's the thing that I think that's the thing that's more, more telling about, you know, about what you got going on is y'all get along and you can see the love in your eyes. Right. Like that's the, yeah. th- that's because you, you found a real one. And then that's that's another thing. There's something to be said about finding the right person that understands the individual who they're getting in a relationship with. Right. Sure, that understanding plays out in the rough times. But like the problem is, is that y'all don't see the rough times. Like when you're with somebody for that much, that long and that amount of amount of time, like there's rough patterns where it's not love in the eyes. Where and this is where the sport comes back in because now you have to find a way together to kind of traverse that and figure it out. And sometimes that doesn't work out, but I guess the 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 proof of work lies in how long you guys have been able to figure it out. Because from year one to last week, if I were, we've had disagreements big time. Yeah, big time. But like you said, you don't notice that when you see us as loving the eyes and it's this and it's that. But that's because we both work at our sport really hard. Yeah. And we have a lot of repetitions in doing that. And we understand each other. And sometimes it's on some bullshit. Right? Like sometimes it's like, yeah, let Jose do what he do because I know he's going to be fine. And other times it actually requires active critical thinking to figure out how do you get unstuck here? So it's a thing, man. It's a sport. And, and I'm not even going to go down that hole. But being a dad is also the same exact thing. It's a sport, dude. Like, one day you have to continually show up. And that's why I, to circle back to the beginning of this conversation, that's why I have to be okay with being a seven as a creative, right? Not a two, right? Not sub-Jose, but, you know, not a ten-Jose, because I'm using a lot of energy trying to play the sport of being a good dad and trying to simultaneously play the sport of being a good uh, uh, husband and father, right? Those things are happening at the same time. Throw in the monkey wrench that my two oldest are four hour flights away from me. Right. They're not near me. And that adds to the complexity yeah. of that sport. Yeah, so, that's true. But here I am, man, with a fucked up leg, <laughs> <laughs> with a bummed out leg here in the last, you know, the last talking and bits of the year. Now I'm going to go into what's going to happen in talking and bits here soon. You've kind of been privy to some of these ideas, but this is more finalizing for the listeners. So for the listeners that stream sets, Last episode, I appreciate you. I didn't do my usual reading, but you know who you are. You send a lot of Merry Christmas stuff. I hope y'all had a Merry Christmas as well. I appreciate y'all. But now we're about to nail in what Talking Bits is looking like forward. And as always, I want to welcome you to Boost and let me know if you're yay or nay on these decisions. But I asked y'all a bunch of the weeks. I love to think that Talking Bits is open source. The listener kind of molds the show. Um, And I've basically come down to this. So Talking Bits, Carr for you to know too 
I'm going to do one long episode a month, which is going to be an interview mashed together with a solo rip. So Interesting. Will, so that would be this episode. Okay. So you got a little solo rip here, and then you got an interview somewhat in, in cars. So it's going to be the longer episode. It's going to probably stretch an hour, maybe an hour and a half, however we long we finish it. And then the following three weeks, you're going to get just a solo rip. And that's going to be once a week, every Saturday morning, same exact thing, about 30 minutes, 35 minutes tops, where you just get me ripping on one of the you know, updated topics or something that I want to rip on here. I think that's a perfect balance. I kept getting some user feedback. User feedback. I hate calling you all that. My fault. Listener feedback. Um, that was basically in the middle. Like, hey, we like 30 minutes. Hey, we like an hour. Right. Um, so I'm going to give the best of both worlds. Plus, I found it. You know, and if you haven't noticed in December, I haven't done any interviews and I found it that y'all fucks with me on these solo rips, man. Y'all, you know, the interviews are not really important to the listener. My yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think yeah. with, with you, like the interviews like look gorgeous. Like there's some of the best gorgeous, like looking interviews that, that you do like in the space. Like it's yeah. just gorgeous. So it, to me, it's kind of shocking. Um, but I think for me, when I listen, like I personally, dude, it's weird. I only listen to your solo rips. A lot of people It's weird though, dude. No, I love it that. has nothing to do with like your guests or anything like that. Um, it's just like, I just want to hear Jose talk because yeah. I like the way you talk. Uh, it has nothing to do with like, it's weird though. Yeah, no, that's the free market deciding. That's what I'm, I'm happy about this. Like, right. Because also a lot of listeners know I do all this stuff on my own. So scheduling guests is difficult. Lining up times with them is difficult. Getting them in person is difficult because as you mentioned, they're beautiful when they're in person. They're just zoom calls when they're not. Right. So that battle that I have to continue is right. And then what I'm thinking is, is if I could harness all my energy into what the fans actually really like, which is the solo rip. Right. Then Talking in Bits continues to evolve. Talking in Bits continues to succeed, right? Add the live component to the show, which I'm playing around with now, and I'm, I'm going to get better, y'all. Right now, we got some dumbass pads here. I got the sad trombone, fam. Yeah, so I obviously didn't do my... Swap those out. We, <laughs> we start warming up, right? And we start getting more and more live component, but now I can focus on that instead of focus on who's going to be my next guest. And then... What, what that does, too, is it in reverse, you know, in back and forth, it, it amplifies the interview episode because now I'm only interviewing people that I really care about. If there's only one slot in a month, I'm not about to just give that slot up to just anybody. Yeah, it's true. So that's the plan for the listeners. This is your first taste of that, of this like longer rip once a month, usually at the end of the month. And then you're going to get solo rips with me, which is what y'all love. If y'all like that, let me know. If y'all don't like that, let me know. I think th- I think that works for talking in bits. I think so too, which is why I got to this and I wanted to announce it before we go into new year, which I would call season three. You know, it's interesting that it's interesting that I kind of did the same thing, right? Like before, like in 2017 through 2020, I was just doing um, like just pods by myself. And then yeah. it was, but a lot of it was more like investigative pods. And then it wasn't until um, 2021, I started doing like uh, interview pods um, and then these days I found a rhythm for the interview pods. Yeah. But, um, it, 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 I think, I think the difference, um, the, the difference between the, um, the, the, how I used to do them before solo and then try to do them with somebody else. I think the difference for me was this time around, I'm actually trying, I'm interviewing these people cause I'm trying to get information. Um, I'm trying to learn from them. Yeah. And, uh, that's huge. That's who I usually have on the pod. 
That's why I love the interviews because that same way I've learned so much from all the guests that I've had on the show. But as you try to get some, as you try to do two episodes a week and as you try to get more and more people that are fresh faces that are busier and busier people, because you want to get, you know, you want to start scaling up on the, the quality of your guest, right? That becomes harder and harder for just one person to do. Like if I had a scheduler, bro, like, yeah, hit me up, throw that on there, right? Like, like, but now I get to focus on the interviews I want to talk about. I still get the benefit of what you just said, learning from my interviews, but I still give the listeners what they want because I've been saying this since the beginning. Like this show only exists because people care to listen to it, man. So like if the signal and all the, uh, and that is letting me know that they really don't care if I have a, the best Bitcoin on or not, they just want to hear me. Well, guess what the fans are going to get, bro? They're going to get more of me. Yeah. Relentless too. Because I don't, I told you this before, and we've talked about this. I don't take no ads. I don't need to take no ads because that allows me to say whatever the hell I want. Also, a big reason why I've decided to record out of Pleb Labs, man. Because yeah, hey. not once did anybody even give me the hint here that's going to say, Jose, be careful what you say. <laughs> Fuck that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'm like, sorry to curse. I don't curse. Damn. I'm talking about censorship resistance oh, down man. to the place that I record. Like, I'm going to say some shit that a lot of people are not going to like. I'm also going to say some shit that a lot of people are going to like, but I want to be able to do that without the doubt or the regret that the show is going to die if I say that. I will say this too. The, uh, the doing it once a week yep. and just a really great pod um, is the way to go, man. There's just so much content out there that if you're just shoveling stuff out there and that's not high quality anymore and you're doing like three or four and it's getting sloppy, you're better off just doing one once a week. And then especially once you've already built your, your brand, like TIB, you already built it. Um, now you can just focus on the quality and getting out the best possible episode that week. And then, like you said, if you're going at a seven on it, it's going to shoot a little higher than that. So it's going to, yeah. Yeah. So if I were to make one argument on doing two a week and it's helped out and, uh, and, and I looped this into spotlight coalition is helping a lot is the majority of the things that I've learned to get around. Or learn to do when it comes to editing, when it comes to style, when it comes to... Things. Oh, you're just learning faster? Exactly. Yeah, more yeah I can see that. Yeah, for sure. More reps. Uh, and now my, you know, clients that are trusting me with Spotlight Coalition are receiving the benefit of that. Yeah. Right? Because now they're like, oh man, this guy's burst. This guy knows what he's doing. And I've gotten in thousands of reps while they're still getting in there early. <laughs> Dude, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, man, doing production behind the scenes for other, for other uh, big names in the space and then doing conferences and events and all that stuff. Dude, that gets you like... Um, you're just on another level as far as like professional quality. And if, if anybody's out there listening they're like, Oh, how do I do what you guys are doing? All this go out there and do it for free. And, yeah. and, and then if you can't do it for free, like f figure out a way to get the best camera. If it's your phone, get your phone, whatever you need to do, just go out there and start, just start, start filming, man, just start creating and then just get it out there. Cause it's all going to suck in the beginning. Once you get into that 10th, seventh, sixth month, then you get into that second year, third year, and then just you just get far, you far exceed what you initially thought it was going to be, dude. I've been going at this just, just podcasting since 2017. Same. I'm I'm here in 2022. If you would have told me in 2019, 2020, oh, car, you're going to do this, you're going to all this, I'd have been like, no way, how? Like that's impossible. Nope, it's not impossible. You just have to. It sucks, but you have to eat dirt. For those three, four, five years, well, and then it just time. and then it just pops off, and you don't know why. It's just you just people just start seeing how talented you are, and you start getting opportunities. Yeah, I'm gonna give a little Easter hunt to some people out there just because you said 2017. Go look at go look for the $300 startup podcast. What's that? Exactly. 
Go find out. Easter egg. That's you? That's early me. Early me. I was trying to teach people how to start up a business for less than 300 bucks. Yeah. I got I got another one if you want another Easter egg. What's that? A lot of people don't know this, but I used to do music for a really long time. Yeah. Here's an Easter egg. Same here. You want to yeah. go? You want to go hear Carr and in, in his uh, terrible music? Yeah. Like where I learned all this production stuff, dude. I used to do music since 2001, but I didn't start recording for myself to 2009. Uh, then I would do all the live stuff here, event stuff here for like uh, musicians here in Austin. So from 2009 to like 2017, all I did was music. Even in 2020, a little bit. Uh, go look up sunsets and hearts on Spotify. Mm. You'll see, you'll see a whole catalog of music that no one listens to. Yeah. Um, but it, it just shows you that like, bro, I, like you got to get started at whatever point you're going to get started. Like if it, it, you're not an overnight, that the whole, you know, that saying you're not an overnight sensation. He's been working for a decade or whatever. It's yeah. true. It's absolutely true. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah I, you just got to get started. I had somebody tell me the other day, we we're having a conversation of things I've done in the past. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to do um, for about a year and some change. I used to code Android apps. I actually built. Oh, my yeah, own you told me about that. Yeah. And people did the dude literally was to your point where you're saying was like, damn, what haven't you done? And I'm like, I don't know. I've done a lot of shit. But it ultimately, it led to all this and to be able to do that. Cool thing, too, is when you do a lot of different stuff, you try a lot of different things, you can take from each experience. And then you're like, dude, every experience that I've ever had, I, I use it on a daily basis. Absolutely. Here. It's crazy. But blindingly, and, and this goes back to what we talked about earlier, that's sometimes why you don't see how good you do things. Right? Like, you, you've always been, yeah, Yo, your quality is amazing. I'm just like, uh-huh. I could get better. Yeah, good. And you're always still like, oh, no, nah, no. Nah. But it's true. It's like, you. Do, this is... Routine and there's always arenas to get better, and, and, and I think that's kind of like what people don't understand either is that you're gonna get so good that you just want to be better every single time. It's not. It's gonna be second nature to you, and other people are gonna see your value. You won't really see it as much, and that's kind of the downside to that, to doing so many things and being so versed in so much, so many reps and so many different things. I'll tell you what, though, I, the point I'm at these days is yeah. I don't care if people don't see the value and what I bring. <laughs> like, sure. like, I used to care. Now I'm just like, nah, uh, I, I'm, I'm already doing it. I'm doing it. It's, it's fun. Like I'm having fun and yeah. it's engaging and, and I yeah. get, it's the best job in the world. So to me, it's like, now nah, it, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, that's a, uh, yeah. But that's coming from a position of somebody who's built something. Right. So like put yourself in the position of maybe one of the listeners who has. Oh built yeah. Them, yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. And then you're like, well, value is very important. Uh, and it sucks because then it's like uh, back in high school when you were trying to get with the hot girl, but you knew that your game was trash. Like you had an uphill climb. So like you were trying to show that girl value and she was looking at the other dude value. So like that's kind of like people that are coming into the game now and wondering what they can do. They have to worry about value, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, don't, don't listen to me. Listen, Jose. No. <laughs> Depends on where you're at. But keep going. Keep trying new things. I think, yeah, I think, I think that's keep what you Keep trying saying. different things. Good uh, point, though. Yeah, man, it, it, it's a thing. Uh, I battle with all this stuff, dude. This could turn into the Jose Headspace podcast, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have episode after episode of just what goes on in my morning, just literally two hours in the morning, and what I write down in my books. Um, you'll be stunned. I mean, and you know, the irony is very little is Bitcoin. Like my personal thoughts and what I jot down and stuff. My work is a lot of Bitcoin. Uh, the things I'm interested in most are probably Bitcoin related, but. Like what I go through in a day and what I, my mind, which people have actually had a sneak peek in this whole hour that we've been here. Uh, I, I don't really write about Bitcoin. I can see that. Yeah. That's, it's, um, I guess that's one of the things I don't have to work on, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, it, it, you do, cause we have to make sure this network wins uh, and we all play a part in that. But like when it comes to my day to day life, I need to be a better person. I need to be a better friend. 
need to be a harder worker. I need yeah. to do a lot of things, and it doesn't involve. Uh, I need to go check my multisig. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see if my node is running. Yeah, yeah. it's funny you say that. The, the The last time, dude, I dude, I use the Lightning Network so much. Same here. I love it. I didn't realize it wasn't until uh, I think I said I think I sent a base a base uh, transaction maybe like a week ago, and then it was at that point I realized I was like. When was the last time I sent an on-chain transaction? <laughs> and I, I, and it probably was like in January of, of earlier this year. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. The whole year I was using Lightning. Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah. I'm trying to think about me, but it's probably more often than that. But it's, yeah, I use Lightning most of the time. Yeah. So that, that was like, the, that was a moment where I was like, it, it was like a, it was like a, cause I was using the, 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 the Jade wallet and it was just like, oh, that's right. This. That's right. You got to enter a passcode. Like it was yeah. a whole dude. It felt it felt like antique, ancient. Yeah, <laughs> felt like a rotary phone. Yeah, but I remember. I, I never. <laughs> I never used to feel like that though. I used to feel like, oh, this is awesome. Well, like, that's how. That's how I used to feel like a hacker. Twenty seven. Just like, oh man, this is so cool. Look how look at me. And now I'm like, nah, just let me scan it. That's how good lightning's gotten though. Lightning's really good. Yeah, because I even uh, even maybe even two years ago, um, like dude, I was sending lightning transactions that would fail like nine out of ten times. There oh was, yeah, yeah, for sure. Even absolute. earlier this year, you think so? I thought it was been pretty good this year. Now it's like it's 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 rolling, dude. It's butter now. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, no, nah, lightning's incredible, man. So wrapping up the year, we gotta wrap up. We got fifteen minutes here. Thanks for coming on. First of all, that's that's big for me. Yeah, uh, dude. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. We need to get you on Thriller. We need to record that. Yeah, we, we got time. We're gonna do a lot of things um, now that things are starting to flow. But for the listeners. This episode is somewhat of a dedication to y'all. It's it's a, a call to action. It's a it's a it's a reason to to be proud that you made it through this year. You know how much nonsense happened in twenty twenty two. Not only from a you know political um, financial level, right? A lot of people got wrecked this year. Um, you know all the FTX stuff. Celsius stuff, the exchange is basically melting down. Like it was a necessary year. I love that. If I named if I named my solo ribs, that's probably would be the name of the solo rip. It's a necessary year. But I just want the listeners to understand that I wouldn't be here without y'all. There would be no reason for me to record if it wasn't for y'all. And just like you guys had a long, tough year, so have I. But now I want y'all to roll into 2023 with me. I want y'all to roll and be bullish on what you got going on, even if it's very little. If you've gotten anything out of this conversation, it's to keep pushing. Because when you keep pushing, call it whatever you want. Call it the light. Call it whatever you need to call it. Something good will happen if you just continue to push, put your heart in the right spot, your mind in the right spot. And hopefully I can keep giving you that every single week. Let me know how you feel about the show. We're going to be all right. Is there a good time for that? Hey. Oh. Let's go. We're going to be all good people. Is that Kendrick? Yeah, it is Kendrick. Yeah. Nice. This album is uh, underrated. But appreciate all the listeners. Appreciate y'all the direction that we're going to. Talking in bits wraps up. I didn't even talk about the fact that I started the year with a co-host. Oh, yeah. And now I don't have a co-host. That's another thing that happened to me that was pretty big. Yeah. But the listeners always stuck with me. Right? That, that whole thing of like, would you rather have... You know, 100, 200 loyal listeners or 
200,000 fake listeners, I'm rolling with the loyal ones every single time. Hey, you gotta let Kendrick go, bro. <laughs> Dude, he's but, sick, man. Yeah, crazy. But we're gonna be alright, good people. If you're on YouTube, you're probably not getting this. <laughs> but we're gonna change the show up. We're gonna do some big things, talking a bit. It's gonna be big. If you are in Austin, if you need help with any of this stuff, the podcasting stuff, Spotlight Coalition, reach out. Production stuff. That's a C. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shameless plug, but it's not because you guys know I don't roll with any advertisers here. So if I could plug in what I got working on, and if I could lead by example, that's what I want to do. I want to lead by example. Y'all can do it just like I can do it, just like Car can do it. We can all be successful. We will all be all right. Appreciate y'all, man. You got anything? No, just um, hit that boost. Hit that boost. Hit that boost. Let us know what you guys have planned for 2023. Yep. I want to know. I want to hey, know what it is. YouTubers, uh, this is a good reason to switch over to Fountain right now. <laughs> you can listen to this Kendrick right now. <laughs> right now, you're just watching me and Carl sitting here doing nothing, nodding our heads to nothing. Uh, you think? Yeah, no, listen, you're gonna, we're going to have to cut this for YouTube, 100%. They're not going to let wow. you Maybe if you were talking over it, it's okay, but I don't want to risk that because then they got to, well, we go to Bitcoin TV. That's where we go. Oh, here you go. Drop it on Bitcoin TV. Oh, I always do. So Bitcoin TV is where you guys got to go. Like I always tell y'all, Fountain Breeze, go to podcasting index, I believe, backslash apps, and you'll see a list of them. There's browser ones, there's cell phone ones, there's hosting platforms. If you just got into podcasting, if you just got into podcasting, Lots of love for y'all Because as I always say We need to decentralize the voice And the way we do that Is by more and more people speaking up And riding this decentralized technology That we call Podcasting 2.0 Love it To the freedom land So Bitcoin is here We here I'm here Cars here Club Labs here Everything is here Love y'all I'll see you in 2023